gather round, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I'm your host, Philip. And I'm David. <laughs> I kind of just wanted to see what you would do. <laughs> of course uh, I would roll with your punches, man. Uh, that's Yeah, of course. How are you? You're brightly, brightly dressed today. If you're watching our promo video, then, <laughs> then you're seeing Phil's bright red shirt. Yeah, I've got about one in rotation. It's funny, ever since I moved back to Arizona, I've been refusing to exist outside of, oh, a uh, 13 shirts or so. So I have the same 13 shirts on rotation. I've got the same pair of... I haven't worn this meant much sweats in my life, but it's mostly because I know I'm going to be moving, so I'm proactively lazy. I've, I think I've stated this before. I'm the most proactively lazy person you will find where I will go out of my way to be lazy. Rotating between 13 shirts is... is you're describing most... Most guys, I think, maybe, but you uh, is that is that too presumptuous? Is that too too much of a generalization? But I don't, I don't like, I don't have that many shirts. Uh, do you happen to remember? Did you ever go up to my room in the in the attic in the loft? We have man, there are stories there about yeah. that. By yeah. the time I lived there, uh, I have a fair amount of of clothing. Now, I would argue that it's all kind of necessary. It's not bougie by any sense of the imagination i have the problem that most guys fall into where it's you know i i just can't get rid of things if it if it still quote unquote works if it still gets the job done whatever it is so i have a fairly big repertoire of shirts that i just haven't gotten access to more so what i feel the worst about is that i don't have like a business casual look right now really i just have like above average whatever it may be so that's where i'm existing that's why i brought the bright red shirt today it felt like one of the few shirts i we haven't done on a promo yet that hey let's let's get inventive let's get exciting i'm wearing red it's it's kind of a muted red it's like a maroon yeah. what type why red. are we burying the lead you have a haircut Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I yes, do. yes. What, what, what? Uh, what's the story here? You, you feel like almost naked. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I like to. I like to, so. I'm getting new headshots without a beard. Ah. So I got headshots with like a full, like nice big beard. If you follow me on my my actor page, you've seen them. And I'm getting the same photographer, Mikael Olson. He's amazing. Uh, giving him a second shout out on Power Podcast, and uh, he's gonna do another shoot without the beard. Or at least that's the plan, and uh, and I like to get my hair cut about a week, maybe a little more before headshots, because if it's too fresh, then th that's not ideal. But if it's grown a little bit, and then once my hair like grows out a little bit from a haircut, it's like starts to curl again. Right now, it's annoyingly straight, <laughs> but uh, it'll start to curl again soon, and then. Uh, and then I'll get my headshots. Yes, it's not truly representative of the day-to-day -day Hoffman I've come to know and, and love, but it's it's a good one. It's it's nice to see you straight finally. Now don't sleep on this episode, but you are would be forgiven if you wanted to because this week's episode is dedicated and glorified by the genre of sleep. Now, I, I realize that it, it seems a bit mundane or something, but for me, for myself, and my life, and my daily activities, sleep is highly important, highly underrated. And I, I could sleep right now. 
I could go to sleep right freaking now. Yeah, I think that's very reflective of the general population as well. Sleep has become very underrated. Yes, it's a valuable resource, much more, much more valuable than than gold or oil or lumber. I I love me some sleep. I can I can get some sleep now. I can get some sleep. You know, uh, this brings us to uh, what type of conditions are necessary for you to sleep, Hoffman. So. Uh, we'll talk about later weird places that we've that we slept without these ideal conditions but on like a night-to-night basis Hoffman what's what's like ideal what what like fluffs up your pillow what bosoms your bum like what makes it so that way you can go to sleep and feel refreshed in the morning I guess I would say the the important factors are, are noise I I don't like noise like I can't sleep with a lot of noise I do love like thunder Things that aren't distracting, like thunder um, or rain. I think pretty distracting. Uh, but I don't... Nah. <laughs> um, but if it's like, if it's artificial thunder, like if it's coming out of my, my little Alexa thingy, then, <laughs> then it's not really the same. Same with rain or like a waterfall. Like it's... it's I, I prefer silence when I'm, when I'm sleeping. And if I can hear someone talking in another room or something, oh my God. I'm I'm a very deep sleeper, but if there's like noise, then I, I can't. And then like temperature is another big important factor. Mm. Um, I got to be around around 20, 20 to twenty three degrees Celsius. And for our Fahrenheit listeners, uh, fuck you. <laughs> there we go. And there's a t- there's a timestamp right there. Uh, anyways, look, I for me my. My special needs and my what I find necessary in order to go to sleep are somewhat one and the same. The biggest thing that I need is a fan. And I'm talking like one of those dry paint out, whatever it is. I need a fan. I need that white noise of the fan. But also, I like having that cooling effect. Even if it is warm or even if it's cold, I still turn the fan on and I blow it away somewhere else. I need that white noise. I've come to find out that that is quite necessary to my life. One, my last time in California, I went and I was sleeping on a friend's couch and he didn't have a fan, which is fine. But I realized that even though the air conditioning was perfect, even though I was in perfect contentness as far as temperature wise, I still needed, and I looked up and on my YouTube search history, you can find a generic box fan, whatever that, whatever that YouTube channel is. And uh, I listened to that. That's, uh, that's something necessary. I do love to have a fan when I'm sleeping, yeah. like a big fan, that one that makes like a, a, a whirring sound. That's like a sound that I can, I guess, cause it's like actually in the room. It's not like a little speaker making a fan right. noise. Like, like it's actually in the room and it's constant and it's like a deep, like a, a deep whir, not like a, I don't know, high pitched, annoying sound, but yeah, that I can I can do. All right, I I'm gonna take pity on you, all you Farron idiots out there. Uh, twenty to twenty three is about sixty eight to uh, seventy four well, degrees Fahrenheit. I was gonna say that's pretty that's pretty cold. That's pretty fairly cold. I like it that cold too. Sixty eight, but. but I mean, if it's sixty eight, then I then I'm gonna have like a, a, a blanket. Like blanket on. But like, I, I don't mind sleeping without a blanket if it's warm enough. Like I've slept in in like thirty five degree heat in Mozambique, like because we were literally sleeping in like I mean, I guess you call them like I don't know shacks or huts, um, like with thatched roofs and like no doors, and like you just have wow. a mosquito net over you, and it's like thirty five degrees. Which hold on is. I can do the math in my head, but that'll take too long. 95. 95. Fahrenheit. Okay, so that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty 
It's pretty hot, pretty humid. Like 30 to 35, so 86 to 95. And yeah, very humid, like Indian Ocean, Mozambique. Yeah, that was that was a... But like no blankets, literally just a mosquito net like hanging above your bed to keep you from getting bitten. Two, but I can do it. Yeah, two more things for me. One, I like to keep my feet and my hands covered. No matter pretty much what the, the time is or, or how, what the temperature is, I pretty much need to keep my feet and hands covered, like with a blanket or something. So usually it incorporates the rest of my body. But if there were some way that I could sleep with like gloves and heavy boots or something like that would be fine. I, I The rest of my body is pretty, pretty normal to, to regular temperatures and fluctuations. But it's my hands and my feet that if they get cold, I'm just freezing all night or I'm just hot all night or, or whatever it is. I just need them covered. And then finally, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack on this one. so. I'm a person who sleeps with their mouth open. Un- unintended. I, I don't like it. So for both the posterity of my mind, knowing that I look dumb if I sleep with my mouth open, two, for safety, because when we're living in California, there are spiders everywhere. And for a multitude of other, just for dry mouth in the morning, everything else, I sleep with, uh, as an actor, you'll know this, but like mic tape or, or slightly adhesive tape over my mouth okay and and if your nose gets blocked at some stage hey, look if it gets blocked at some stage the, the tape's not that strong to where i'm gonna be choking in the middle of the night on my own on my own lack of of of, of oxygen that is that is special i've never heard that before thank you wow thank you <laughs> okay true story true story i'm not even making that up for the pod that's something i'm releasing into the world into the trust tree of the powwow so enjoy do with that as you will i sleep with at tape. least you don't sleep with your eyes open yeah, but i also i had a roommate once who did what <laughs> it was very unnerving yeah yeah so did i so did i uh but anyways one one last thing here what's your sleep attire i think that that would qualify under this category what what to what level of pajamas? Uh, it yeah. depends on the season. Now that it's June and it's and it's gotten warmer, I, I just sleep in my underwear. <coughs> but um, so just the tidy whities and that's it. In the it. winter, I I <laughs> yeah. And in the winter, I I generally would put a t shirt on. And if it's really cold, I'll put like pajama bottoms on. But usually, I don't I don't put any like pajama pants on. See, and if my feet, it, only if my feet are like ice blocks and it, you know, when your feet are really cold yeah. and it's like impossible to get them warm, then I will, I will force myself to put socks. Like I'll just have to put socks on, but otherwise I hate sleeping with socks. Can't Absolutely. Do agreed. Agreed with that. I can't sleep with socks. I, I always pretty much no matter what will always wear an undershirt. I will wear some form of pants and then of course underwear naturally i don't know why that came last but it's not ordered that way i'm not sleeping with tidy whities on the outside but usually that three that combo i'm sure you hoffman have seen it sometimes but that's that's the combo go to sleep in i don't like to be some people can sleep naked i can it doesn't it doesn't feel right to me i it doesn't feel natural uh i need to have some layer between me and my bare skin and whatever whatever I'm laying on. So what type of mattress and or pillow? So are you a firm, a softy? Do you like to, does it differ between the two? Somewhere, somewhere in between, Um, like not too firm, not too soft. It's kind of in the middle. I most recently have not had a mattress with a spring, but I've had springs before. They're not the most comfortable, but they certainly, 
aid certain bedtime activities sometimes sure um and pillow i i i have to have like a down pillow a down feather pillow and same with my same with like the duvet cover like i i'm a big like i like down unless it's summer and it's warm then i I might have a lighter a down one a down down duvet yeah a down pillow yeah, and and same with the uh, same with the duvet. Like uh, it's got to be unless so, so in summer it'll be a, like maybe a thinner, lighter one that's now, not too hot. I realize sometimes I can be uncultured swine, but what is a duvet? A duvet is like a it's like a giant. Do you know what a down pillow is? No, it's like you know, like down feathers. Like you have contour birds have contour <clears throat> feathers, and then there's the fluffy like ones that are like underneath for insulation. They're like fluffy feathers, like really like light. Is it you know that those kinds of feathers? Is it like a throw pillow? No. Oh no, like a regular pillow, but it's filled with feathers instead of like I don't know synthetic material, whatever. Sure. Anyway, so a duvet is like is like a really big like blanket that you put inside a cover. Oh, okay. And it has a, there's a duvet cover, which is like a pillowcase but for a full on blanket. See, for me, this is all just fanciness. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's rather run-of-the-mill, but it's, for me... I don't think it is. I don't think it is, especially if you grew up or have ever lived in, like, colder places. Mm, okay, fair enough. For me, I'm much more of a softie. I'd like to be swallowed whole like a marshmallow inside of my bed. And, of course, whenever it comes mm. to a pillow, this is this is my little dirty secret, one of them, one of the many of, that I have for sleeping. I take sleep so seriously. I enjoy sleep. When I sleep, I sleep hard. Me and sleep are friends. We, we get together each and every night, and we, we have some fun. And so whenever I go to sleep, one of the things, one of the, like, my second biggest purchase, that it's not like a car or something, my second biggest purchase is my pillow. And it shames me on how much I spent on that pillow. But damn, if I don't enjoy that pillow. I love that pillow. That is my favorite pillow. And uh, I used to be a multitude pillow, so that way I can contort whatever I need to. But ever since I got that pillow, it has just it has rocked my world. That pillow is mm. is is good. It's like a it's almost like a sleep mattress pillow where it's like it comes with the bed, but it like it contorts to you. It's smart and it's cooling. Mm. Mm. Weirdest place place or places you have slept now you you mentioned earlier that you might have one there with the mosquito net and everything but i guess yeah um weirdest place that i mean i slept in like like i've gone camping obviously and and i slept in a hammock in 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 the woods uh by a lake in kentucky and that was that was not so nice because uh because it started to pour down with rain and I didn't like cover that I had over my hammock was a uh, not very good. So uh, yeah, I guess I guess maybe Mozambique in in those like in those like chalet those huts with the the thatch roofs and everything. Maybe um I think there, I feel like there's more there's more interesting places. I've slept in obviously lots of houses of I guess the, I don't know the, the the people who own the houses maybe was a little bit more weird, but uh, that that's not so interesting to our listeners. I do have a so this is this provides me a nice opportunity to uh, talk about the locations. So I have a sleep app called Sleep Cycle. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most popular sleep app uh, available, and it gives me all sorts of stats based on like uh, certain activities that I do throughout the day and how those affect my sleep, and also how different locations have affected my sleep. Ah. And uh, and it's actually kind of interesting. 
when I've gone to San Diego, my sleep increases apparently by 7%. I've only spent a few nights in San Diego total, but 7% on average. And for example, New York minus 11%. I don't know why. London minus 14%. Arcadia minus 15%. It's it's actually kind of interesting. Amarillo, Texas minus 4%. I only spent one night there, but I guess it wasn't that good. Um, and then like, uh, oh, where else? Okay. The best one by far is Simi Valley, California <laughs> plus 13%. I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe it's something in the I air. Guess I guess I loved... Simi Valley, California and Aubrey, California, two places that I, I have only spent a couple nights and 12 plus 12% plus and plus 13%. I think we have a so mutual friend who gets a lot of sleep in Simi Valley. Look, for me, weirdest places I've slept, it's not going to be exotic like yours. I took it more as uh, where I'm sleeping kind of degree. So the first one would probably be the dentist chair. I've been told many times how weird it is that I fell asleep while getting a dental exam when I was younger while they were in there examining my teeth. I was just, I was tired and I felt at ease. I There was a point in time in my life where I wanted to be a dentist. I, I was just at complete ease. Obviously, I could tell that they were going in there. I, I naturally sleep with my mouth open. So it was all just the perfect circumstances for me to fall asleep. Additionally, probably the weirdest place I've ever slept I fell asleep in the in the uh, in the shower. Oh, have you ever fallen asleep standing up in the shower? I think almost. Yeah, almost. Not quite. Though. Listen, David, you have not lived until you've gotten to the near the end to the final gym battle of a of a Game Boy a Pokemon game. The night before, you stay up uh, with the sheets over. And you're playing underneath there until the battery needs a charging. So then you you pop and then you put it to the side until you can get double A's in the morning from your parents. You go to sleep and you look over, look over and all you got was four hours of sleep. And it's the second time that your dad wakes you up and he's like, you get in that shower. You go now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And you go and stand in that shower and they're pounding on the door like, what is taking you so long? And you wake up and it was like a, a second. You, you have not lived the life. That I have until you can finally attest and say that you fell asleep stone cold standing up in the shower, just nodding side to side. Just it is it is a life. It is a life well lived. Mm. Okay. how much sleep do you need? And I believe that you have some research and information regarding this one. I have a deep dive. I'm bringing some knowledge, knowledge to you and our listeners. All of a sudden, powwow is about to get real serious. Let us put on our glasses. (laughs) If you compare it to last week where we were just talking about our hypothetical apocalypse um, scenarios, uh, this is actual, like I did a couple hours of deep dive research on sleep. and I found a few things that I want to share with the listeners. Okay. Uh, How much do I get? Usually, I guess about between six to eight hours somewhere in there which is not enough or kind of enough so there's something that i've i've read about called sleep debt and there was a study done into sleep debt that uh, tested participants who'd been there so there were some participants who had been awake for at least 24 hours and then there were those who had been getting six hours of sleep every night for several days the way that they tested them was using a psychomotor vigilance task or PVT. So everyone did this PVT. And so the results definitively worsened over time as as the participants became more and more sleep deprived. What's interesting is that the results of those those who had gotten six hours of sleep for 10 nights were not 
actually discernibly worse than those who had been awake for 24 hours straight. Mm -hmm. So being awake for 24 hours straight, like actual short-term serious sleep deprivation is actually no worse than, than only getting six hours of hours of sleep for 10 nights straight. That surprised me. And I think that's, that's very interesting. It goes to show that six hours of sleep, even if you are not tired, if you get six hours of sleep and you feel fine and that's enough for you, chances are like you, you're a human like anyone else, you need more than that. And what you're doing to yourself is not performing at your peak because you're not getting that that 24 hours. You're you're effectively doing the same doing the same thing to your brain as not getting as as not getting sleep for 24 hours straight. Wow. In the modern time, the demands of our social and professional lives, coupled with in our homes easy access to communication, internet, and entertainment, on-demand entertainment, have resulted in an hour less sleep per night on average per American adult. Uh, since 40 years ago mm. compared compared with 40 years ago that i found very interesting what's also so this is the further further into the deep dive i, I read a lot about how that how sleep deprivation actually affects the your own longevity and how long you're actually going to live so without going too far into the numbers because there are a lot of studies with with a lot of different findings that are that are very interesting the conclusion that I drew when looking at the relationship between sleep sleep and length of life is that there is a sweet spot. So around eight hours of sleep for any adult is ideal. More or less than, than that can be detrimental to your health. Even if you feel fine after six hours, again, and don't feel tired during the day, too little sleep can affect uh, effectively knock time off the end of your life. And also in different ways, too much sleep can also negatively affect your health. Uh, that I also found interesting. That I had no idea before. There was one study where they discovered that sleeping more than nine hours and taking a 90-minute-plus nap can increase your risk of stroke by 85%. Yeah, that's a lot of sleep. Does that not kind of blow? Yeah, well, it is a lot of sleep, but there are some people who sleep like 10 hours. You know, and and it and it it can be a sign of depression. Mm. Uh, it can, um, but you know what? That's that sign of depression. Or yeah, that's true for me. Where I like my, the way that I react to sadness or real uh, darker emotions, I just I immediately want to go to sleep. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. It can it can be a sign of I'll just say it can be a sign of um, diminishing or or just poor mental health. So sleep eight hours every every night as much as possible. Get your eight hours, try not to sleep too long, get yourself out of bed, and you'll probably find that you're happier, healthier, and um, performing at your peak if you're getting eight hours of sleep. Even if you feel like you just, you run fine on six hours, get those extra two hours, it's worth it. Yeah, uh, for to that point, how much do you need? I usually find myself to be pretty adamantly needing seven to eight hours. Uh, it, the moment I go below yeah. that, the, the next day, the first day after I don't sleep very well, if I get like like five hours and below, the first day I'm fine. Like I have an energy high once I can get out of bed. For like the rest of the day, I actually perform fairly well, I feel. I feel as if I can yeah. uh, conquer the world and do everything uh, to an elevated degree, oddly enough, until I crash at night. But if I go two days where I'm... And that's the adrenaline. That's the adrenaline that's get, get keeping you up at that at that peak sort of performance. Yeah. If I if I pull that stunt for two days and on, 
I am just, I'm horrible. I'm moody. I'm, I can't get things done. I'm, I, I'm horrible if I don't get my sleep a couple days in a row. So I need about six to seven. Now we go to how long have you gone without sleep? Again, if we're thinking of that idea of the 24 hour cycle where you don't get any sleep for that long and the ill effects that can come from that. What's the longest Hoffman that you've gone in concert? And, and, you know, and in, in, in a row, how long have you gone without sleeping? I think on a couple occasions I've done, I've done, it's not so much straight, but I've done one night. I know that I can think of two instances. One, when I was 11 and I was sick, uh, I went one night, only slept about four hours. And then the next night I only, I, I didn't sleep at all. And the night, the following night I was finally sort of recovered and I slept 18 hours in a row like just straight 18 hours wow yeah that was insane i went to bed at 9 p.m and i got up at 3 p.m the next day and then there was another instance in high school when i was doing a project and i i did i was up until like four one morning got up at seven so i only got like three hours sleep and then the next night i didn't sleep at all i I did my i was doing working on the project finished it went, went took a shower and went to school and then again, like I, I went to bed like super early that night and I didn't sleep 18 hours, but I think there were also some instances at university, but I, I think my, I've co- completely blocked those out because those were so stressful. And uh, back when I was doing my engineering degree, so stressful and just yeah. painful and not worth remembering. So I think my brain has just deleted those. <laughs> you bring up an interesting point as far as like, what's the longest you've slept? longest i've ever slept was like 12 hours and i felt pretty proud of that and that was with the aid of outside forces and and depression <laughs> so 12 hours is, is right. pretty much like the longest i can go i've i cannot even fathom how how you felt coming out of that 18 hours that's that's insane to me i felt great I bet you did I felt I, great i was 11 years old though so it was a while ago and then how so how long have i gone without sleep i've gone about 36 to 40 hours, man. I've I've pulled a couple, like you said, all-nighters in college, high school, of uh, out of necessity. You go straight into the next day. I think the worst, yeah, the worst ones of all I've ever found to be the most nerve-wracking. Because it's one thing if you're staying up to write a paper, it's it's like it's there, it's tangible, it's done. The worst for me was whenever I was acting. And I had to stay up like the night before a very important memorization deadline, whether or not it be tech week, whether or not it be all lines are done or whether or not it be a performance. Like uh, the few times that that has happened for me and and a cast where we just we were memorized until like opening night. Those and ever you're staying up late and you're already tired and then you're you're trying to be your best. Uh, But anyways, 36 hours to 40 hours somewhere in there where I've stayed up the entire night went the next day and then I took my normal eight to eight hours or now I guess 10 would be trying to accumulate what I what I lost right Uh, 36 to 40 hours is pretty much the longest I've gone and I needed eight I needed those five hour energies to help (laughs) help push me through man yeah all right well there's um I'll share some of like just for more from my sleep app just a few factors like a few activities throughout the day that that affect my sleep either positively or negatively the number one positive is a sleep drug i guess melatonin or what else um nine plus nine percent i get good sleep there when i uh when i read a book in bed plus six percent that's weird don't get it uh weed plus two percent if i take a bath plus one percent 
a massage plus 1%. Interesting. Here's the negatives. Flu minus 3%. Alcohol minus 2%. Mm. Um, and uh, if I take a nap minus 1%. And then here's some, here's some very interesting. This is, I actually really find kind of fascinating. The moon or there's the weather too, but eh. the moon though, during the full moon, I sleep on average about 1% better. That's and like there's a I, it gives me a graph. The the sleep app gives me a graph uh, based on the phases of the moon. And during full moon, I sleep one percent better. Hmm. That's I like that. That's odd and quirky. But hey, if it works for you, it works for you. <laughs> it's because I'm 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 like a wolf. Yeah. My spirit animal is the wolf. You're on the hunt. Yeah. You're like the wolf. This is You Can't Handle the Truth. Phil, explain the ins and outs of duck hunting. Well, it's a well-known tradition that come Halloween time, stupid people <laughs> will go bobbing for apples. But the, here's, the, here's the sick, perverted truth of that. Not everybody has big mouths. Not everybody has a big enough mouth to fully grasp and crisp a wet apple that, let's be honest, we all put our heads in there. We put our hair in there. Who wants that? The much easier bob for apples is the hunt for ducks. You put a bunch of rubber duckies in a tub and you go on the hunt, baby. You just take a big old nibble out of rubber ducky number seven with the fire hose in it and you can get their head. They're above the water. It's much more mundane, much more hygienic. We love to hunt for ducks. There we go. Oh, and may I suggest the bobbin in and out weaving method? Yes, the bobbing weaving in and out method. You swerve down like a snake, like one of those Nigerian snakes that that is a water snake and goes around. And if you can't get one correct rubber ducky, you go for another. You just bob and weave, bob and weave. David, I have a very impertinent and burning question for you. Which is the best salad dressing of all. The best salad dressing. Forget ranch, forget Thousand Island, forget all those, the ones that you've heard of. Caesar, right? Caesar, people think Caesar's the best. Are you kidding me? Caesar was murdered by Brutus, okay? Brutus kicked Caesar's ass, all right? He literally stabbed him in the back. So... If you want great salad dressing, you want Brutus dressing. Brutus is a thousand times better than than Caesar. I'm just I'm just curious. Is there a main ingredient in Brutus dressing at all that that one might might know of? The blood of your victims. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and olives, of course, because it is the Mediterranean. All right, we go to one s'more where it's slightly related to the main topic here, but always with a twist or something that just doesn't feel quite right to go with the main topic, yada, yada. And this week is no different. We're going to be talking about sleeping with others. Hey, moms, we're still here and we know what you're thinking. <laughs> mom, mom, why don't you skip ahead 10 minutes, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we legitimately are talking about sleeping with others. Nothing, nothing that you would not find in a holy, holy place where, you know, just, just naps happen. Oh, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ because I have a further deep dive. Oh. And this time it is very specifically 
about sex. Now, how deep are you going? Are you going balls deep dive or, <laughs> or what? <laughs> Jeez, Mom, seriously, turn it off. Go ahead, Mom. <laughs> just skip it. Grandma, go beyond here. Click that little 15. All right, here we go. Sleeping with others. Do you want to start with the deep dive or should we work our should we work our way into it? Should we foreplay our way into it? Um, let's start with it. Let's start All with right, it. Let's here start we with go. it. Go um, ahead. Okay, so I'm gonna read to you a quote from the Sleep Cycle website. The chemicals produced in the brain during sex, particularly during during satisfying sex, may be part of an underlying neurohormonal mechanism that facilitates sleep after sex. There was a 2019 study that of almost 800 participants that showed that 63% of people perceived an increase in quality of sleep after sex and 59% found improvement in the onset of sleep, meaning that they fell asleep more quickly. Orgasms are important too. Australian researchers found that 60% of adults reported sleeping better after climaxing. Sex and sleep have a wonderful hand-in-hand relationship. Satisfying sex leads to better sleep, which makes you better rested, which means that you perform better when you're having sex, which leads to more better sleep. So have sex consensually and get a good night's and sleep. And get that ass to sleep. Well, we go to what I had planned for this, which was completely innocent, okay. which was completely pious. You know, no, nobody would mistake it for a, for a, for a whorehouse. Or whatever it is that you want to talk about. All right. Um, uh, how long, Hoffman, how long does it take you to get used to another person sleeping-wise? Like, whenever you're sleeping and you are actually getting down to business of sleeping, how long does it take you to get used to somebody to where you can pretty easily fall into sleep? I would say a few weeks. I, every, every night, you know, a few weeks. I think it takes some time. I would say maybe three weeks at best like it just takes time to get used to you know not like being able to roll over to to the other side of the bed or to to be able to like swing your arm out you know and like just take up starfish and take up the entire space <laughs> uh, but eventually eventually you get used to it and uh and it's all the all the better for it what about you phil i'm i'm pretty easy when it comes to sleep i i think I, I, I think I, cause obviously I'm not there, but whenever I'm the one sleeping, I feel once I get there, once I'm actually in the process of sleeping, I'm pretty good. It's just towards the extremities, whether it be entering sleep or getting out of sleep, like towards the end, whenever the time is to, to wake mm. up, those are the times where I'm really touch and go where I'm like, uh, this could, this could, um, get me in trouble. But in the middle there, I'm pretty stagnant, pretty good to go as far as sleep. So I, I'm pretty customizable. Uh, if we look at how long does it take? I'm also thinking of like animals. If I'm, if I'm going to sleep, because some people like to sleep with animals in their bed and that's not my flavor, but of course I've got to respect that. So if I'm, if, if I'm taking into account animals or something else to where it's like an odd outside factor accounting in i'm probably looking at about 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 a week week and a half i'm pretty easy i'm pretty easy what are some annoying i got a question oh, go ahead go ahead i got a question yeah uh off the top of my head you mentioned that you write like a really soft mattress what if you were to get into a long-term mm. relationship where your partner does not like a soft mattress i was uh in this problem and <laughs> we went so far as to buy a a sleep number uh so it was a, a, what? a sleep do you not know what a sleep number is it's where 
Um, it's essentially Mm-mm. two beds just conjoined uh, by some other proper way, whether it be just, you know, they just push them really close. But uh, it's it's designed so that way air pumps in to both sides of the mattress and each person can put whatever number they want, whether it be a firmer bed or a lighter bed. And they uh, that's what they get. And so we went so far as to because she liked a firmer mattress and I liked a softer mattress. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. Yes, absolutely. Are there and what are they annoying habits you found with others like that that maybe take you away from getting into sleep or may wake you up or may keep you up, whatever it may be? Oh, do you, why don't you answer first so I can think about sure. this? Sure, I've second. got a friend, and I'm just going to put him on blast, but I don't, I'm not going to say their name, but they admitted to farting in their sleep. And it's, it's not wow. who you might think it is I'm referring to, but it's, uh, it's somebody, and they were, they felt so bad because they were in a new relationship and they were, they were like, I just completely, completely uh burnosed them so uh there's that uh for me myself i have a thing about my face where i just don't i don't like it being interacted with like i've always had this weird annoyance of if i'm in the pool or if i'm just out and about i don't like especially like more so than the average person i feel getting splashed in the face i don't like getting like a water bottle splashed down on, on me i i'm very particular about my face just in that it's i i don't know what it is i don't like having interference on my face so that goes around to whenever i'm with somebody i don't like hair getting on my face i don't like the hair like especially with like the wind and like the fan going on it like blows into my face and then it like tickles my face i'm just uh so most of the time i'm i'm forced to have the other person like on my chest and they kind of you know you, you pet it down and what have you so that way it doesn't blow on you but uh there's that and then there's one other time actually there have been a couple times where people I don't know how these people exist, but they do. And they live a fine and happy life and everybody make their own choices. It's only when it interferes with mine that I start to have a problem with it. So just take that for what it is. I have no idea how people live with seven alarms when you're supposed to wake up at one time. How is it possible that if you need to wake up at 7.10 in the morning, you start an alarm parade at 6.10 in the morning? I don't understand that. Just wake up at the one. Because then people, the most, uh, oh, oh, it's so annoying. Because they either wake up late and then for some reason are like, oh, I didn't hear my eighth alarm. Well, it's because you had 10. It's because you had 10 alarms and your body's like structured to have 17 alarms. It makes no flipping sense. I don't know how people exist in that world. That's that's the one time you know what that I've this had is, a rough time. This is what this is at the moment where I'm gonna plug my that sleep app again. Sleep cycle, what it does listens to you and it and it finds it finds the point. So if you say I want to wake up by seven, it'll find the point between six thirty and seven when your sleep is the lightest, and it'll wake you up then, and you wake up more fresh. I really recommend start using a sleep app. I mean, we have all this technology. Make use of yeah. it. Something that people some people do that maybe that um or significant others do that um that I that maybe don't aren't my jam when I'm trying to sleep. I'm not a big cuddle sleeper. And um, I get that from you. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I I can't sleep while I'm like 
intertwined with a, you know, another human. You can't make human. a human Sometimes, pretzel? if I'm really tired, sometimes it just happens and it's and it's nice, great, cool. But most of the time, I need to, like, break away and get, like, fresh air <gasps> and, like, uh, cool off a little bit because it's, like, so hot when you're, like, tangled up. But just fresh air and, like, you go back to your side of the bed. Sometimes. I mean, like, I, I can, you know, there's sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But most of the time, I'm, I'm like, okay, let's just sleep apart. And if, if in the night, if we, if we, if we cuddle, great, you know, love it. Here's another thing that people do that, that, that annoy, or that women do that annoy me. <laughs> oh, oh. If I'm going to spoon you, you got to spoon me back sometimes, okay? <laughs> Spooning is a two-way street. Come on. Amen. Amen. Equal spooning. Equality for all. Yeah. And here we go. It is game time. We are joined this week by my guest, the one, the only John William Connolly. He comes from my background, my history. He's a a fun little uh, sprightly figure who likes to dance his way to glory time in and time out. And welcome to the game and the day and the week. John, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. That was a lovely intro, by the way. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, of course. I find you to be one of the more positive and optimistic people in my life. Even though you are a New Yorker, you're quite a conundrum. Now, normally, uh, John, you wouldn't know this, but for everybody listening and everybody who um, here on the game, David, namely you, uh, we do have a, a something of a new tradition that we're going to try and implement here where we each got questions for you david has two i have one since i know you a little bit better uh david why don't you go ahead and ask john a question so the first one my first question for you john is a hypothetical here what movie would you bring back to cinemas if if you could for for like a week which one would you want to see on the big screen again so an old oh, wow. film that you've maybe seen, perhaps that you want to bring back re-release it in in uh in theaters john that's like, wow, that's broad and specific because like that doesn't have to be my favorite movie. Honestly, okay, I'm going to say this. It's a movie called It's Kind of a Funny Story and it's based off a book and I think it addresses mental health issues in adolescence very poignantly and I don't think it got the credit it deserved. So I would love to re-release that. There we go. Sounds See, I, good. I think Sounds people good. of a different ilk would have said Star Wars or would have said... I don't know, like you said, their favorite film. I applaud you, John, for not going your favorite and trying to bring about awareness for a, a good cause. I, I applaud you. All right, my question, John. Since we really got to know each other on terms of me going to your dorm room late at night along with two other two other of our group back in our theater days, well, you're still... You're still there, luckily. I'm not. But anyways, back in our theater days, going to your dorm, trying to count out steps, one, two, three. I wanted to know, what is your favorite form of dance? I would say ballet, just because, like, the way it makes my body feel, mm. the type of stories I could tell with it. You know, my favorite story yeah. that, that came from ballet, John, and remind me if I'm wrong, were you in advanced ballet of any kind or were you with the rest of us at uh, the lower levels? I was, um, I wasn't the highest, uh, but I was like one under that. One under that. Okay. So for those of us who were just starting out and trust me, I was there. I, my favorite story 
of ballet was if you did not wear your undergarment, your man thong for all, they tried to sell it as something other than what it truly was, which was a man thong. And if you did not wear this, if you did not wear this and and proudly display it upon your own body, you would be prone to fall privy to the 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 illicit story of one guy who who did a turn. I, I you couldn't ask me what it was because I don't know what it is. He flipped his body around midair, and somehow, some way, David, this is a true horror story. He got one one berry over the other, and because of it the ambulance had to be called and he almost lost one he almost lost one of the boys david he almost lost one of them because he wasn't wearing the proper protection so if that's not a a, a way to scare you into wearing your proper uh your proper clothing i don't know what it is anyways david it's your second one wow um okay what uh this this is a very indulgent question for me personally. I love to ask people this. What what is your what is the the best place your your favorite place that you've ever visited um, or lived? I suppose San Diego. I, I love San Diego love, too. Yeah, right. It's it's beautiful. The vibe is so chill. There's there's always a beach. You know, it's amazing. Did you have you ever eaten yeah. bread in San Diego, John? Oh no, wait. Um, I'm thinking of San Francisco. I want to say yes. I mean, I'm too full on tacos when I'm in San Diego for bread. It's like everything that's bad about L.A. It's everything that's good about L.A. minus everything that's bad about L.A. Let me rephrase that a little better. Like it's it's all the the, the things that you don't like about L.A. are gone. Literally. Yes, that is the best description. Let us, now that we've got a little bit more knowledge on John, let's move along. David, do you mind? It is your week, your game. Why don't you go ahead and explain what we're playing here? I'm taking us back to basics. This is a higher or lower game. So what I'm going to do is give you a stat, some kind of number, and it will probably be, well, it will definitely be incorrect. And I want you to tell me if the correct number is higher or lower. I have five. Oh, I have six questions prepared um, in case Phil wants to skip one of them because he does have his skipping stone this I week. I do, I do. And then if there, if in the event of a tie, I have, of course, prepared a tiebreaker. Right. Are you guys ready? I am ready. And I, just for just for posterity's sake, I wanted to call, because of our week's genre, I wanted to call this game Sleep Number. David was against it. I just wanted to say that I thought of that. But go ahead, David. okay well so yeah these are all all of my all of my stats here are going to be sleep related they come from the american sleep association your first one is 58 percent of people report snoring 58 percent of people report snoring uh let's go to phil first phil is it is the correct answer higher or lower i'm gonna say it's got to be it's got to be lower Okay, John, what do you think? I agree. I mean, like, I don't think the majority of people snore, you know? That's fair, fair. So both, uh, John, is that your final answer, lower? It is, yes. Okay, you're both correct. Congratulations, you both get a point. Yeah, baby. Moving on to the second question. 9% (laughs) of people report nodding off while driving in the the preceding month of being asked that question. Does that make sense? So in in the month leading up to being asked... 9% 9% of people reported that they had nodded off uh, while driving at some point during that month. 
Uh, is it uh, goes to John first? Okay, so it goes to John's first. John first. Uh, is it is the correct answer higher or lower than nine percent? If we're limiting it to just the month that they were asked the question, I'm gonna I'm gonna be risky and I'm gonna stay lower. You know, that's that's okay. a, I'm going to go the opposite of John. This is where I make my run at nine percent. I have a whole ninety one percent ahead of me. That's that's all I'm thinking of here. So I'm going to go higher. John, you are correct. And Phil, you you lose that point. Dang. The correct answer is four point seven percent. And I think I did miss the, the first question. I, I should have said it's 40. The correct answer was 48 percent of people report okay. snoring. But yeah, four point seven percent of people reported nodding off while driving in the preceding month. John, you've got two points. Phil, you are on one point. Question three, 30% of young adults report short sleep duration. The amount of sleep that they're getting is is below what they they should be getting. So 30% of young adults. Uh, is the goes correct to, answer higher or lower? It goes to you, Phil? Yes, I will go higher. Uh, this one, I think many people like me cannot go to sleep. Okay, you think that the answer is higher than 30%? John, what do you think? I totally agree, higher. And and you're both correct. The correct answer is 37%. 37%. And I honestly would say I would have expected it to be even higher than that. But apparently 37%. The score is now 3-2 to in favor of John. John, you are on fire, or 3 for 3. Number 4, and this one is a bit on the morbid side. 80,000 deaths occur each year in hospitals due to medical errors, to which sleep deprivation plays a significant role. Really? 80,000 deaths due to medical errors, because um, and often doctors are underrested, and that's part of the reason. Oh, so 80, I see. 80,000. I see. John, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not the patients who are underrested, it is the doctors. 80,000 deaths per year. Uh, John, you first. I'm going to say higher, you know, doctors are really overworked and like nurses and like the entire medical staff. Okay. John thinks, uh, John thinks that it's more than 80,000 deaths per year due to medical errors. Phil, what do you think? I got to imagine it's man. I I'm thinking strategically, I should go with John here, but 80,000. Here's my thought. If it's above that, how are people allowing this to happen to where we we aren't demanding more pe- more de- doctors more whatever which is fine which is you know there should be more but what uh, it god i'm going to be so pollyanna here i'm going to go under i have oh please i, I wish right. you were right phil i really wish no! you were right unfortunately it is higher higher than 80,000 it's actually 100,000 good lord 100,000 yeah that's a lot all right. Um, for his dignity, question five: Can you can you scrape back, John? You have beaten Phil. Uh, you the score is four to two. One more question: One point nine percent of adults use melatonin. Ooh. So Phil, we'll go to you first. One point nine percent, man. Because yeah, the fact that you said melatonin, I think that there are people who hit themselves with a hammer. I think there are people who just just smoke and toke all their way to sleep. But melatonin specifically, I'm going to say that the market cap has to be has to be higher than that. I bet a lot of people are, are, are taking the tonin. OK, and John, I agree, especially like a lot of my friends I've been talking to more and more are dropping that word. All right. Um, well, 
You've lost your perfect record. You're both wrong. It is lower. It was 1.3%. Wow. So there you go. 1.3% of, of adults use melatonin. I didn't beat John. I don't have a winning week. I didn't even use my skipping stone. This is this is pathetic. You did not. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Congratulations, John. You've uh, you've won. And let's uh, let's move on to Phil's game. Hopefully, I can. Okay. Uh, hopefully, I can uh, scrounge together a win here. Well, I'm hoping you can't, David, because I will admit I hit this one towards John's alley. Now, if there's one thing you know about John that's not that he does dance, if there's one thing you know, it's that he's a Nicki Minaj stan. In the war (laughs) that exists between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, he proudly and buoyantly stands behind Nicki Minaj's big old beacon. He says, give me some Nicki Minaj a trois. Here we go. So I have some numbers go above or below Nicki Minaj. Let's go. How many albums does Nicki Minaj have above or below 6.5? And we will start with John. Above or below 6.5? What? What? She's released half an album? Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I see what you're saying. I yes. see what you're saying. Yes, it's obviously okay. the number itself isn't important. You're going above or below six and a half. Obviously, six and a half albums doesn't exist. So is it six and below or is it seven albums and above? Okay, is it me first or uh, John first? It is John first. I'm going to shame myself right now. Mm. Um, I don't know for a fact, so I'm going to say lower. He's going to say lower, so six and below. David? I I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go with lower as well. All right. I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. You both have chosen lower and you both are incorrect. She actually has seven, uh, four studio and three compilation albums. I'm very surprised that you missed that one, John. We move along. How many singles does she have as a lead artist <sighs> above or below 53? Hoffman, we start with your sighing self. 53 yeah because remember an oh album my god an album how many are in an album and she already has seven yeah but but usually in an album for any normal artist there's like one or two or three or four singles not like uh, okay all right 53 53 i don't i don't want to believe that it's higher than that so you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna bite the bullet and go lower uh, lower than 53 lower he says john do you have the bullet the cojones, and the dancing thong to go above 53. I, um, sure, let's do it. Higher than 53. John, I'm highly disappointed in you. You have gotten it wrong. David is, <laughs> is of course, correct here. Ooh, on the it, board. It is below, and it is 32. 32, uh, there we go. How many singles, and we're going to start with you, Hoffman, first. How many singles has she appeared on as a featured artist above or below Ooh. 69 yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm going to go above 69 there yeah cuz when someone offers me 69 i'm going to stop right there yeah <laughs> when they 69 when they go low we go 69 <laughs> go ahead <laughs> go ahead john above or below uh, let's say above Above. So just to be clear, John says above, and and David, you say above? I did say above. I did. All right. You both 
get a point there. It is indeed above. It is just a tick, Ooh. though, so it is above at six, 72. Next one, we move along with a score of John to one, David at two. So John still has a puncher's chance here. How many music videos has Nicki Minaj been featured in? And we go to you, Hoffman, first. How many vi- mm. music videos has Nicki Minaj been featured in? Uh, above or below 43. 43. Hmm. I, I think... Gosh, I, I mean, I, I think there's a good chance, you know, she was she featured on so many singles that that she pro- probably may be featured in mo- more than, you know, more music videos as well. So I'm going to I'm going to guess above 43, above 43. Uh, John, are you going to stay with the flow or are you going to go your own woe? Uh, let's. I'm going to go my own woe, you know? Let's do it. I'm going to stay lower. <laughs> He's I gonna... feel like I've said let's do it every question so far. <laughs> it, you have, and you have been wrong most of those times, and you continue that trend. It is absolutely cool. more. It is 89. A whopping 89. 89. Yes. So, so we have officially clenched a victory for Hoffman. John, you have failed me. It is okay. Um, uh, with a scorched. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look <laughs> at that. He holds in between his talk of 69. Yes. He holds uh. between his cheeks a victory and a dub. John, <laughs> let us see if you can get back to respectability, even if it is only at two. Here we go, John. We will start with you. How much is Nicki Minaj's net worth? Is it above or below $99 million? Below. He says below. He does not believe that the queen of rap is worth more than $99. Now, Hoffman, do you have <laughs> the cojones? Do you have the uh, the game, as it were, to say that she too is also below $99 million? No, you know, I, I made this mistake with, with Cher. And I know Nicki Minaj has not been around nearly as long as Cher, but um, I'm I'm gonna go with above um, above ninety nine million dollars. And John, you get the last laugh here. She is only worth as of March 9th, twenty twenty one. She is only worth a net worth of eighty five million dollars. Eighty five million dollars. So if there's wow. one thing John knows, it's his evaluation of the Queen of Rap. So there we are, John. <laughs> You helped me, you helped defeat me, and you helped give David a victory on your favorite artist, dare I say of all time, dare I say it? Uh, I think you're embellishing a little bit, but I do. I was a fan for sure. Was a fan. There we go. All right, uh, John. This is the part of the uh, the part of the game and the part of the segment where I give it the floor to you. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Anything that you uh, that you're wanting to push out there for the adoring public to know more about John? No, um, just I don't know. Be good people. Live your life. Make good life choices. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And congratulations, by the way. I know this very well by the time of this recording. Maybe old news here, but congratulations on uh, joining the comedy group that I saw a little while back. Oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. If you want to hear and uh, get more information about that, make sure you check out John Conley at all of his socials. John, what's your Instagram handle? Conjo underscore 11. Conjo. How do you spell that? C-O-N-J-O, like bingo, but with different letters. 
like <laughs> like bingo, but with the different letters. Now that that is a quote to live by. I I love that. Thank you so much, John, for joining us. Really appreciate your time today. Now go off and scurry off to your next appointment. Which am I allowed to say? Am I am I allowed to bring that up, or do you want? Would you rather keep that on the go DL? for it? Yeah, yeah. So David, you're gonna find this fascinating. I get a I get a message by by John saying, hey. By the way, what what time do you guys think that we're going to end here? I just, I need to know. And I said, oh, by, you know, by about 30 minutes. That's probably around a good time. And he says, oh, great. Because I needed to uh, schedule, uh, what did you need to schedule, John? <laughs> a psychic reading. A psychic reading after this, after this recording. Now, Best of luck to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. If, if we haven't been upstaged by a psychic reading, I've, I've had many, many reasons to hurry along the interview, hurry along the, the segment. A psychic reading was new to me. I thought that that was very novel. So enjoy your your appointment. Enjoy your reading. Hopefully, hopefully it brings about prosperity to you and to Nicki Minaj. All hail the queen. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. And with that fine rousing game, I have tap danced my way to a stumbling six and eight, while David has salsaed his way back to a tie at seven and seven. Ooh. Here we go for that slaps. I I'm gonna let you go first, Phil. What slaps for you this week? You know, uh, I always try to keep it to where it at least somewhat relates to the uh to the episode in question so for mine i'm gonna go with a song called sleep forever it's by portugal the man it's it's very much a slow song Mm. um i i love it that's a good song yes absolutely oh i'm pleasantly surprised yeah i love portugal i love portugal the man yeah they're great god i i have like a whole playlist that has like 30 of their songs. It's like a 200 song playlist and like 20 of the songs are Portugal. You are so lucky that there's a whole continent and ocean between us or else I would give you the biggest smooch right now. Go ahead. What's your that slaps? Okay, so this is uh, I actually had to look up like because I think it's a very recent song, I think but I have the tendency to miss things so maybe it's not. Um, But I had to look it up because I didn't actually know what it was. Well, I could guess what it was called, but I didn't know who was by Uh, It's been all over the radio, and I'm going to shamelessly say that I think this is a jam. It reminds me kind of of Avril Lavigne. It's called Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think it slaps. Don't, Don't you laugh at me. From me, Philip, and my co-host, David, uh, <laughs> we would like to, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for tuning in <laughs> to our our sleepy episode uh, this week. I think we hit you some with, with some real knowledge. Like, we really, I, we got some real deep, deep, some, some facts, some statistics. Oh, yeah, we went so even in deep. Our game. We went so deep into sleep. Yeah. Some, yeah, deep sleep. Yeah, we are deep sleepers. Rem. Oh, absolutely. We ram yeah. you with REM. I really am. Yes, no, actually, yeah. yes, in all sincerity, <laughs> we both are very deep sleepers. Uh, we have a couple thank yous that we need to get to. Yeah, so thank you to Jake Corlang and to Cass and Crossland for the music that you hear on this show. We couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you to Tara Amstutz for all of her beautiful graphic design work. We love to plug that wherever we can. And for the first time, thank you very much to Josh Hans for a lot of the uh, a lot of the segues that you'll be hearing uh, that are that are recently added to our episodes. Thank you very much for that recent addition and for the more to come. 
We would love for you guys to tune in every week. Uh, we are obviously on Spotify, Apple, Google, and iHeart. So tell your friends, spread the word, follow us at powwow underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week. Oh my God! What is that in the air? It's a bird. No, it's a plane. Oh my God, it's a bear. <laughs> <laughs>